0: Uh, Welcome to episode one of our brand new uh, podcast, Hot Pot Haggis, where we talk about anything and everything um, to do with living abroad. Um, If you are somebody who is thinking about living abroad, uh, then this podcast is for you. Uh, Perhaps you're a student who's going to move to the UK, um, perhaps you're somebody in Europe who wants to work in China, or if you're just anyone who is interested in exploring a different country, Uh, We're going to talk about um, cultural differences um, like food, um, socializing, you know, day-to-day life um, in a a different country to to what you know. Um, So, uh, I think Yukon Lee here, my co-host, he's he's with me today.
1: Hi, everyone. Super excited. This is our first official episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is our first official episode and I think um, probably we should talk a little bit about why we've uh, named it Hot Pot Haggis. Uh, <laughs> I think for for some of my European friends, they might be a bit uh, confused about or they might not even know what, what Hot Pot is. I mean, I'm sure yeah. they, they definitely know what um, Haggis is. Um, so for those of you... Well, who don't, we don't
1: yeah. really know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's it. I mean, I think for a lot of perhaps Chinese listeners, they, they wouldn't be that familiar with haggis or perhaps some who've been to Scotland might have tried it in the past.
1: Yeah. Well, haggis was, you know, something special for sure.
0: It's a very unique dish, to be honest. Um, It's a, the most traditional of, of Scottish foods. Um, and it's typically eaten every year in, in January. We have a festival. Or not oh really
1: day. so you have something dedicated for haggis
0: yeah like a day dedicated to them um, to haggis That's what, was,
1: what do you call that day like haggis day or
0: it's called burns day um and just to, burns to, day yeah burns day and it's it's in january i can't remember the official date but Oh man! Actually, it's it's, <laughs> it's not to do with haggis. It celebrates uh, a famous. Are you Scot-
1: are you actually Scottish, or are you just pretending?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am Scottish, even if I've uh, lost the accent. But um, yeah, it celebrates a, uh, a famous Scottish poet's uh, life called Robert Burns. And oh for some, okay. Yeah, and uh, for some reason, which I'm not sure, you you eat haggis on that day, and you have traditional music and. You know, you make speeches and you give a toast to the haggis, which involves, I guess, uh, worshipping the greatness of the haggis.
1: That's pretty interesting. I didn't know about this. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was just like a everyday thing.
0: Yeah, definitely not everyday. I mean, it's you might choose to eat it once in a while, but I think um, mm-hmm. most of the time it's only eaten on that particular time of year. Yeah, I
1: think some people might say that you only eat it when it's necessary to eat it.
0: Well, I think that would have certain connotations that might not be true. I mean, you might be <laughs> <laughs> you might be hinting that it's not a not a nice food to eat. But
1: no, think... actually, actually, I'm saying that personally, when I tried it, I really, really enjoyed it when I was there. It was actually really, really nice to me, um, and I'm quite used to having these kind of you know organ meat because. Organ meat is such a big part of Chinese food culture when I was growing up as well. So I was so used to eating, you know, pork, liver, and things like this, intestines, etc. So when I when I realized what haggis was, I wasn't like terrified or I wasn't, you know, shook up out of my head. Whereas some of the friends that I went with, um, they were just almost completely traumatized.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, even from England and they they're a bit sort
1: of fearful yeah those people who are traumatized they're not from china they're from like you know different parts of europe so (laughs) i thought that was really funny i was like isn't scotland closer to you guys than to me (laughs) yeah
0: and uh, perhaps you could just talk a little bit about your experience of uh when you came to scotland and tried haggis and uh and then we can sort of elaborate on hot pot for our uh For our listeners in the UK
1: yeah well my experience with haggis was it was it was a day to remember for sure because I remember the first time I tried haggis was was the first academic year it was during the first academic year that I spent in England so I was studying at Manchester University at that time and my accommodation they had like a huge budget where they sponsor students to go on like these trips as a group all around different parts of the uk and you know they just so happened to plan a trip to edinburgh that year and you know the whole trip was like two days and it cost you like five pounds or something i don't i don't remember it was like an absurd absurdly cheap price where they pay for your transport accommodation everything so i was like why the hell not because i had friends who were studying in edinburgh at that time so I thought, you know, if I go there, I have locals to guide me around. And, you know, I've never been to Scotland or Edinburgh before. So it would be really, really nice for me to see what's it like. And you know, Edinburgh was like the place where it was just like it was just like everything that I promised to be. It was so amazing. Like I absolutely love the old town. And we were staying in this tiny little hostel. And on the edge of the Old Town, it was like, you know that there's like a a lot of bridges in between the Old Town and New Town. And there's like a huge river valley in between them. Right. So our hostel was just above the, uh, the river valley. So it's super, super close, but it's still higher where you can, you know, you have a great vista of this new city. And then if you turn back, you can see the castle and the hill and everything. So it was a beautiful view. And we arrived the first day at night, had a crazy night of partying, just going going around all three nightclubs that Edinburgh had to offer, you know, all three nightclubs, the big thing. <laughs> and, uh, and everyone's like smashed beyond belief. One of my friends got, end up in the ambulance. Uh, it was a long night and... The next day, we wanted to make the most of our time in Edinburgh, but we had to leave around the afternoon, I think, around 5 or 6 p.m. So, you know, we just dragged ourselves up at around 9 and I called one of my friends to meet us at one of the pubs uh, in the old town. So then we can catch up. And I thought, you know, we can just go to the pub, have some pub food and try to cure our hangovers. And we got to the pub, I realized, you know, they actually offer haggis here and I've never tried haggis. So I I was thinking to myself, maybe, you know, it's it's time to give that a try because when I when I was ordering it, I had no idea what it was. And on the menu, it just says like traditional Scottish dish or whatever, like it doesn't really have a, a proper description of what's actually the food. And I remember one of my friends mentioning that her, uh, his mom visited Scotland before and brought home vegan haggis. And I was thinking, oh, so this thing can be vegan as well. Like, what is it? It sounds so like weird because some, some of those people were saying it's like disgusting meat. And then, you know, just out of nowhere, there's vegan haggis. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. And Man, it was I surprised, like when they brought this huge plate, everyone else had like normal food, you know, f- fish and chips, uh, I don't know, like a minute steak, um, English bre- breakfast, whatever. It was like, you know, everything was normal. And when it came to me, it was just, and dramatically, my food came last, right? So everyone was eating, everyone's happy. And then my food came. Uh, came, it was just like this gigantic plate and it was like a huge black blob I don't even I don't even know how to like describe that it was just like this huge bag I suppose that's like the the intestine that's like the skin of the intestine and inside it was like stuffed with undescribable stuff because I had no idea what it was and the waitress didn't do a great job explaining to me what everything was yeah, it, I, was, I was like really in shock for a good minute there because I'm just staring down on my food and I, I didn't know how to start it, you know. It's, it's like a giant, it's like a really thick but short sausage and it's clearly overly stuffed because it actually bursted. Like, it was like burst open.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. and so, <laughs> Was that like a, you said that um, one of your friends brought a, vegan haggis back to back to their home with them but was the haggis you tried in the pub was that like the full meat haggis no
1: that's the real that's the real haggis because i wasn't i wasn't really down with the whole vegan thing so i was like you know what if i'm if i'm here to try something that's originated from here i'm gonna try the proper one i'm not gonna go for like the hippie ones <laughs> yeah. so i went real haggis and it, it tasted amazing, but even then I didn't know what it was. I just I just remembered, man, like on that day in Edinburgh, in that pub somewhere on the Royal Royal Mile or maybe a Market Street, I don't quite remember. You know, that food that was served on that plate, man, it just looked like a just looked like a huge bag of like brown ish crap. I don't I, I didn't know what it was, but I was thoroughly scared, but it tasted amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think it's definitely a food that um, tastes better than it looks. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's made up of um, all the inside parts of a sheep and they, they mince it all together and and then put it inside the <laughs> stomach or the intestine. Um, I think it's the stomach, perhaps, that's stretched over it. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, then it's, it's cooked in the oven for a, a lengthy amount of time and served with... Uh, mashed potato and neeps which are like uh turnips um yeah which, which have that name in scotland so yeah it is a delicious dish i mean a, a lot of people who try it are quite surprised about how good it tastes uh compared yeah. to how compared to how bad it looks so it, it
1: is actually really really tasty and you know i didn't know it was like a mince of all the organs that that's actually really interesting i, I had no idea yeah. that was the case
0: organ meat you said
1: yeah, organ man. Organ meat is like you know, organ meat is a shit. Is so much more nutritious compared to the skeletal meat.
0: Yeah, I think it's a new expression though. I've not heard organ meat being used before, but I like it. And it's definitely applicable, <laughs> it's definitely applicable to a lot of uh, food in China. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Chinese people eat animal organs like there's no tomorrow. We eat so much of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that was quite a, an insightful um, account of what haggis actually is. So if you're going to Edinburgh and you're going to be hungover and you find that pot.
1: You've got you to have haggis, man. you got to have yeah. haggis.
0: Have haggis in the morning and it will... Uh, I
1: was so happy after that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it will sort out your whole day. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. So I guess I can try and explain um, what hot pot is
1: yeah yeah definitely i want to hear it so when did you first have hot pot
0: yeah so the, the first time i had hot pot was actually in the the first week when i moved to um china and i was having great okay. difficulties in uh, assimilating to the the different food that was on, on offer there um i was sort of vastly unprepared i think when i applied <laughs> for, when i applied for the job it was um sort of on a whim i didn't really Fully consider it, and of course, I knew I wanted to to travel and to experience different cultures. And China was definitely somewhere I was interested in, as long as well as a, a lot of different other different countries as well. And uh, within the space of about a month of applying for that job online, I actually just arrived at um, the airport in China. Sort of quite fresh, fresh faced, and uh, unaware of many of the challenges that would lie ahead. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fun challenge. You
1: had no idea what's coming after you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had really little idea of, of what to expect. I'd never been to Asia before. I mean, I travelled around Europe, but but never to any um Asian countries. And the culture is obviously quite different. The food's very different. The language is, you know, of course, extremely different. Um, Mm. And and actually the language is where the the challenges began, because where I was taken to in China, it was quite a suburban area, so it wasn't in the center of the city Hangzhou in in which I was living, it was sort of on the outskirts. Oh, uh, you
1: you mean where you lived in the city, right?
0: Yeah, where I lived in in the city, so it Mm. was quite um, outside of the center, which I liked, because you got to experience um, the country as it is for, for local people but it also came with significant challenges because at the beginning you know <laughs>
1: you can't get anywhere
0: <laughs> yeah I mean it was more about just eating I mean eating is such a basic necessity of life and yeah. I found that I actually just couldn't eat because when I went out imagine you walk into a restaurant and you you cannot read the menu and, and there's cannot,
1: no picture of the menu
0: yeah, and you cannot speak to the <laughs> You cannot speak to the waitress or waiter and ask them about the food. So, and I cannot use chopsticks either, or I could not then. I can use them now, but at that that initial point, I couldn't use chopsticks. I couldn't speak to the people in the restaurant and I couldn't read the menu. So essentially what I had to do is just point at at random things on the menu and hope that it was Uh something I liked. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the time there'd be like a fish tank. So I just had to point at the fish and then they take the fish out of the tank and then
1: and they cook it it for it yeah (laughs) yeah
0: yeah, it was quite brutal actually but anyway i I was getting really hungry this first week because i think i was just surviving on the the chinese equivalent of bread and um green tea and biscuits Mm. and i was like really starving and craving meat you know i eat a lot of like um meat in the uk so I, i was walking down the high street and i came across a a restaurant which had pictures of this like beautiful like hand-carved like I think it looked like um, lamb and okay I was like like, okay brilliant I was like finally I can just like go to a restaurant and have some like high protein like nutritious uh, Uh dinner and um, yeah when I went in like the first thing I noticed is that obviously I was alone (laughs) so I
1: did
0: did feel a bit uncomfortable and everyone else at the tables they uh, they were in sort of big groups and then obviously there's this big like pot in the middle of the table and I was like okay Uh that's the first time I've seen it I don't I don't really know what that is but let's just let's just Mm -hmm. go for it so I sat down and um, the guy actually credit to the guy in the restaurant he was like one of the most friendly um, hosts I've ever met and he did his best to try and explain, um, you know, everything about the meal that lay ahead. But unfortunately, yeah. I just I wasn't really able to understand. So I just pointed at the meat that was on the window, and I just said, "Yeah, like mm-hmm. like this, you know, like jigger Chinese." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, he started filling up this um, this pot in the middle of the table with, uh, I guess you could describe it as a very hot um, oily boiling liquid I, I don't know how else to describe it and it was very smelly as well I mean really really mm-hmm. like a strong um, pungent sort of smell and um, then he brought out all this uh, meat and I was pretty excited about it I have to say uh, I was sort yeah. of
1: realizes all yeah
0: yeah it was raw and it was different to meat that i was accustomed to in in the uk it was sort of uh, frozen and in sort of very thin um, slices and there was bits of the sheep like it's a long time ago but i'm sure that Uh this restaurant may have had this speciality of putting like the sheep's head in the pot um
1: oh ah you went to one of those uh what's it called they call it the the mutton scorpion hot pot which is um which is like the entire spine of the sheep because the spine looks like a scorpion
0: wow I mean,
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah that that sounds about right to be honest because there was a lot of actual bones and bits of the sheep that were getting yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in that in that hot pot and um mm-hmm. yeah they boiled it for me and you know as i said the guy was really nice he like helps me prepare it and um unfortunately when the food was ready i just i <laughs> i really struggled to eat it you know like i think i ate like a few pieces and the taste the smell the sort of general um, texture of it was just so different to what i was used to before i was pretty much unable to to eat that much and bearing in mm-hmm. mind this was a dinner meant for like four to eight people and there was only one of them uh, so
1: ordered like a whole bunch of stuff they didn't yeah, stop just, it
0: yeah he just brought it all and um, eventually i just was like i can't eat this so i was a bit embarrassed because the guy had been so nice to me and he was very happy to have me in his restaurant and i was also happy to be there to be honest um so what he did was he he put the hot pot in a a container and a bag i think he made up this um takeaway i think it's Wai Mai in chinese is the word
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and uh yeah, he like prepared this for me to take away, and obviously I felt a bit ashamed of myself. I was like, I have performed badly here. I've let my country down. I've let myself down. <laughs> I'm just one of these expats who who doesn't fully really appreciate local cuisine. So I, I did feel guilty. Um, and he was so nice. Like when I tried to pay for it, he he wouldn't yeah. actually ex- accept any money. So he just gave. Oh, me
1: so he said that's free. That's really good. That's really cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. At that time it was really nice. And obviously it was my first week and everything was quite unknown. Um, So I said like my thanks and assured him that I would um, come back to eat there frequently. And Mm -hmm. that was sort of the the polite thing to do. And I would have liked to go back. I mean, he was genuinely really nice guy, but I just couldn't stomach stomach the food, unfortunately. and at the time i didn't actually know that was the famous dish called hot pot i mean i just thought it was this unique restaurant but i think as time went on i um
1: started seeing it everywhere
0: mm, definitely became more aware of uh, <laughs> hot, what hot pot is you know all those funny uh, smells unknown smells to the to the western yeah. <laughs> um so yeah it is,
1: it is crazy honestly um you know some people in china when they cook hot pot they put like a uh, the opium of oh, the opium shells into the soup to make it taste better
0: right yeah yeah well
1: it, it's, a, could, it's a wild thing that people do but yeah. it, apparently pretty common
0: it? i've heard that people mm. get you know quite loose when they eat hot pot it's a time of socializing it's a time to you know enjoy being out out of the house and yeah. it's
1: uh, I or guess it might a, just be the opiates
0: yeah I guess you could say that hot pot is the equivalent of perhaps when British people go to the pub I mean we go to the pub to socialize to you know let loose a little bit and and chat with our friends meet people Um, yeah maybe hot pot has has similar uh, connotations in China
1: I mean definitely and you know eating food in the Chinese culture is such a big thing Um, you know in China is like if you if you eat with someone it almost signifies like a huge sense of uh, Togetherness, you know, it's like it is one of the most important things that you can possibly do in the social realm is to eat With someone in China. So that's why you you typically see like, you know you described the first time you went to the hot pot restaurant and you saw these huge groups of people you know, they probably occupy like a table for 10 or 12, sometimes even bigger than that, to eat hot pot together. You know, is one of those things that people would do together with a lot of friends. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it does sound similar to um, going to the pub in the UK. But, I mean, the cer- certainly I noticed a lot more formality around um, going out to dinner in China. I mean, there's certain etiquettes, um, especially regarding you know, paying for the food, or Mm. um, you know, where to sit or interacting with others. It is a very different atmosphere and it's something that that takes getting used to.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. I suppose you must have felt these kind of like differences when you were eating out with your uh, colleagues that you were working with back
0: then. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, a lot of the time we were just so unaware of um, all of these sort of nuances that are involved in a culture that I'm sure that we we definitely appeared as rude at times or as <laughs> sort of ungrateful, but it definitely wasn't intentional. Um, no, no. It, it just takes a long time to to get used to um, different cultures. Um, but anyway, let's yeah, just go into, let's yeah. Let's go into that in a bit more detail later. Um, but just mm. to sum up, um, yes, that is the name of our podcast: Hot Pot Haggis. <laughs> uh yeah haggis being the traditional food of scotland uh, where i'm from and hot pot being certainly a, a traditional cuisine of um china where yukon's from and you know something that's enjoyed by well i would say probably the majority of of chinese people that i know
1: yeah it is very it's very much nationwide i mean hot pot is not exactly from where i was from but it's very close and I think there are a few companies that, you know, in the hospitality industry that does hot pot so well that the whole country just fell in love with it in the past decade, I think. So it is is a signature thing. When you think about China, contemporary China anyway, you almost immediately think about, you know, hot pot. And it looks nice because when you look at the pot, there's it's covered with chili on one side and the other side is like super nice and calm and this milky soupy stuff with like mushrooms and you know chives and it looks super peaceful so yeah is it's i think it's also a signification of the culture of china which is you need balance you know one side is super fierce and the other side is super mellow
0: wow yeah so that's the sort of uh, philosophical aspect coming out from yukon there is interesting stuff and uh, yeah that's
1: all you're gonna get out of me (laughs) that's all you can get out of me (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i think that a lot of things in china do have um hidden meanings i mean I, i noticed that a lot i mean the chinese culture
1: definitely takes a huge um takes a huge focus on balance like we don't we don't strive for the best we don't strive to excel in something and we also try our best to cut out all the things that we're not really good at or try to you know is is always this culture is always focusing on building the short you know the short stick of the bucket it's not trying to make one side super tall and the other look really Wonky, but is always trying to have a nice balance where you can actually use the bucket to hold water, that kind of thing. So everyone is trying to be in the middle, not trying to be super good or super bad. That makes sense.
0: Okay, yeah, that that that, that sort of makes sense. Yeah, um, and actually, to to be honest with you, I in China, I didn't actually eat that many hot pots. Just to get back to that, mm-hmm. I would say that that in um in London. I had to eat more hot pot than, than, <laughs> the, than I did in China. And that was uh, partly due to my job, uh, which is for a Chinese owned company. And and secondly, to do yeah. with having Chinese friends at university. And uh, to be honest, the hot pot that I tried in London, you know, I I quite enjoyed it. I think there's a famous restaurant called The the Happy Lamb, which is near my yeah. office. I've been there many times for business lunches or business dinners and, and also with my, my friends. and um, it's a sort of acquired taste, I think, is something that I've grown to like. Um, perhaps you just need to know what type of hot pot to have, and, and what sort of suits your appetite.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think hot pot is such a malleable way to eat because you, you pretty much have the choice of any anything that's available, right? You can you can pretty much DIY your dinner or lunch or whatever. You know, you can choose the taste of the soup. You can choose how you're gonna make your little plate with the condiments, and then you can also pick whatever food item you like, whether it's meat or organs or vegetables, anything. Right? I think that's the yeah. that's the that's the very nice thing about it is that you can is is almost suitable for anyone that know what they're doing when it comes to hot pot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of variety there definitely.